0: Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is hockey night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone, and welcome to the Long Island Marriott here in Uniondale, next to the Nassau Coliseum, the Old Barn. Another edition of the indoor tailgate here at the Long Island Marriott. I want to welcome Drive for Five and Isles Fanatics in the house, hanging out to watch some Islander hockey, Isles verse Capitals. We're also raising money for the Long Island Rough Riders sled hockey. Lots of fun in store here. Thanks for coming down. And hanging with us, and hello to everybody tuning in live on the Twitch. We got Tony Stabile joining us, old-time host. We got Mr. Scott Charles of the Associated Press joining us as well. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold.
2: Christian, how are you? Um, Well, Sean, how can I be bad when we're here live at the Long Island Marriott for an exciting and I don't mean that sarcastically, because totally this game is going to be exciting battle between the Islanders and Washington Capitals. I'm glad you had to
1: clarify that. People know you enough that uh, the the sarcasm filter isn't always I clear. mean, I'm being very sarcastic.
2: I hear there's a Unbelievable. Very, very meaningful Ranger-Carolina game on tonight as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah. For the, I hear for the there's Metro a lot time. more implication for that one.
1: So we got a lot of fun <laughs> coming up. A lot of fun in store for you. we got uh, our pals Dennis and Sam from the Islanders is repping... They're going to be doing some Islanders trivia like during that. the intermissions. Thanks. They're going to have some Islander memorabilia prizes. It's going to be great stuff. We also have some autographed helmets that are going to be auctioned off. Going towards, proceeds going towards the Long Island Rough Riders Sled Hockey. Also going to have a presentation from Drive for Five later on during the intermissions. Plenty of stuff going on. Also going to have some great raffle prizes as well. You can see the Long Island Rough Riders Sled Hockey table. For more information on the raffles and prizes, going to be a great night, and I want to remind everybody that we are proud to be sponsored by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. The best place to catch the eyes when you can't be at the game. Head on down for great food and drink specials, plenty of TVs, and in-game sound. Also sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and UBS Arena at Belmont, Check out their menu at com. Also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at ThaiTechnology.com. And, of course, sponsored by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale. Available at 12 locations at the island this brand-new home in UBS Arena and even more distributors across the country from coast to coast. And for those of you tuning in at twitch.tv slash Night. NY, remember to get your questions in for our Questions Brewing segment brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company. So, with all of the pleasantries out of the way, Christian Arnold, since the last time we did this here show, the Islanders have been on a five-game losing streak. It's because we haven't done the show.
2: Maybe that's what I it is I think. That's the key. There's got to be a show, a and then show? they start winning. Well, Daily Show. <laughs> <If> we <laughs> did find show, the time. We'd be, we'd be planning playing in the Cup Parade. Not sure. Point, not
1: sure that's in the cards. But uh, <laughs> also, which happened since the, the last time we did the show, they were unfortunately mathematically eliminated from playoff contention in I their mean, loss to the Leafs. I mean, we knew it was coming, but now it's official. But
2: we could dream for for a week and a half. Sure, let Chris Bada believe that uh,
1: <laughs> the impossible could happen.
2: But either way,
1: Christian, we're here to have some fun tonight. we got plenty of great people in the house here. Still going to have a lot of fun watching Isles vs. Capitals. So lots of fun in store. What do you say, CA? Yeah,
2: I mean, listen, this is, uh, you know, I was reading a couple things coming into the show tonight. One thing that kind of stood out was a... uh, a story, I was believe it was by Ethan Sears from the New York Post, about the Islanders trying to just close out the season on a positive note, and, and obviously the last couple of games they haven't done that, and then playing for pride. I thought it was interesting, one of the quotes that was in the story was from, from Matt Martin, who obviously bleeds orange and blue. He's as diehard an Islander as Bobby Nystrom or Mike Bossy or any of those guys because you know he is as true an Islander as they come, and um, you know for him to kind of say that they haven't been living up to that expectation of of at least playing for pride and putting on that jersey and, and playing out the season with respect kind of kind of was interesting and I think it's telling to the mindset still in that locker room that listen these guys still care and they still want to win despite where they are in the standing despite the fact that in uh, in, a, in a week or so that uh, they'll be headed for the golf course and not the playoffs
1: Hey look I mean you can go around the fan base and, and everybody there's obviously a lot of disappointment but nobody's more disappointed than the guys that are in that locker room oh, 100%, 100%. and you talk about pride it's not just about that but you know, not only do, do the pundits put expectations on these guys, but they do themselves. Yeah. And they saw what they did the last couple of years. They, they came a shorthanded goal away yeah. from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. We all know that. And they had even higher expectations for this year. It didn't go their way. And, look, you, you use terms like playing out the string or whatnot, which is essentially what they're doing. But at yeah. the same time, you know, they're not mailing it in. You no. know, these guys are still playing literally for that pride. <laughs> They want to get wins on the table. And, and you know, we talked about nobody wants to be a spoiler in previous shows. But, look, they're still going to show up and give their best game. So that's what these guys are doing out there. They're going to do it tonight against the Capitals. Maybe they ruin a three seed for them in the Metro. I mean, these are the small things you kind of take, the small victories <laughs> if you can get them. But, unfortunately, that's where we're at. You know, they're mathematically
2: out, and, and that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, that's really all you can do at this point, right? I mean, we've talked about ad nauseum about how – you know it's just finding those little things to, to to get up in the morning and get you going and, and to find that competitive spirit when, when your season's basically over so the islanders have, have done that for the most part they've played you know even the games they've lost they've kind of played competitively you look at that sunday game against carolina in which they were i mean they were they were in it for the most part you know i think that at one point they they were winning that game and they were um, down to
1: nothing, and they battled back. Yeah. I mean, that was the big thing. They they didn't give up. They so, came back. But that's
2: that's an impressive thing. Carolina is a team that I, I think a lot of people now going into the playoffs could see going making a deep run in, in the postseason. I know we always say that every year about Carolina, and then they always end up losing in the second round to, to whoever. Um, but I mean, that says something too. And you, you look at the Islanders' record in the last you know month and a half or so, and you start to see pieces and. And, and glimpses of that team that we saw last year and, and two years ago that that competitive team the, the, the record was somewhat you know positive in those in that stretch as well, so there are building blocks that we see here, and I think the key to these last two three games is really setting that momentum up for next season, setting the momentum for the off season of, of really showing the management what this team is and and how to kind of evaluate what happened this year
1: yeah, for sure I mean that's we talked about that in, in previous shows as well that They can use these remaining games as an evaluation period. And and it's going to help Lula Murillo and the coaching staff out decide who they want to keep around because... You know, we expect big things out of this team in this summer, you know, tinkering with this roster to to bring in who they might need to kind of help get them where they were supposed to be. So they're going to have to, they're not going to have 30 roster spots. So they're going to have to figure out who (laughs) who they're going to send off, who they're going to trade, who they might demote, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, that's something they can use these games for. And you see guys like Sebastian Ajo getting in there and you see guys like even Koivula. I mean, obviously it's a little by necessity. You had Peugeot out in the COVID protocol, but still, I mean, these are guys that need to be evaluated. So... I mean, there's still, there's still a method to the madness and a purpose to these games, even if they're not really counting so much towards the standings at this point.
2: I mean, I think the most exciting thing right now for the Islanders organization is the fact that the Bridgeport Sound Tigers are, are going to be in the AHL playoffs. And um, that's, that's sort of a, a, something to know too, because you're going to see some guys down there that will have implications next season for potential roster spots or, or pushing other guys for roster spots or really, setting, like I said, setting that tone for the offseason because then you kind of get a glimpse of what – the Islanders, if you're if you're Lula Amarillo or management uh, for the organization, you get a better sense of what the team needs going into the offseason and what they need to kind of figure out and what they have already in the, in the system. So it's it's not a lot. It's not a lot, to say the <laughs> least. Um, you know, there's a reason why Atu Ratu going to Bridgeport and then playing down there is, is somewhat of an exciting prospect, no pun intended. Because he is probably their number one prospect right now in the depth chart as far as that, that skilled potential scoring forward goes. So um, certainly something to keep an eye on as well as, as we go forward through the next couple weeks here as long as uh, Bridgeport's in the playoffs. Christian, no doubt about it.
1: But we got to take a break because we're bringing up Scott Charles from the Associated Press. So I want to thank everybody for coming out to the Long Island Marriott here in Uniondale by the Nassau Coliseum fantastic stuff. want to thank everybody for tuning in live at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Scott Charles from the Associated Press will join us.
3: It's a new Islander season and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. RJ Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week, hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, your home for New York Islanders hockey.
2: country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum thai technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at tietechnology.com that's thai t-i-e technology.com thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service
0: Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York.
2: Welcome back to Hockey Night in New York, live from the Long Island Marriott, right across the street from the old Nassau Coliseum. It's everyone's favorite time of the program. Of course, that's on the line, brought to you by TIE Technology, if we're doing that right. Yeah, okay, good. Yes. I'm just making sure we change everything up when we do these no, live shows good, and when man, we have uh, people in person. So I, I, I don't get the memo sometimes. But yes, Thai Technology presenting on the line. And with us on the line is from the Associated Press is the great Scott Charles joining us live in person here. Scott, what's going on, bud? Not much, guys. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, buddy. Yes. Welcome
1: to the Long Island Marriott. So let's <laughs> dive into it here, pal. Uh, just talking about it before you got on. Obviously, the Islanders are playing out the string here. They, uh, they're not playing for standings anymore. So what are you looking for as you're covering this team? What's something that you want to see out of these guys as they look towards the summer? They might have to tinker a little bit. They might have to improve their roster just to you know, kind of get where they were supposed to be next year.
4: Yeah, my biggest thing right now is the Andersley-Brock-Nelson combination. I think those two forwards playing together could reshape the vision of the Islanders' offensive unit and gives you a whole new idea of what the offseason looks like. Those two, and then Matt Barzell as the second line or first line, vice versa. Now you have two real top six scoring lines with Peugeot and Palmieri on the third line. Now you might have an offensive team, and that's really what I'm looking for, to fill in the pieces around those guys.
2: Yeah, Scott, I, it's definitely an interesting point, especially as you talk about the offense. The Islanders are never known as an offensive team. Um and it's one of the interesting things that I think Sean and I always discuss is the fact that when you look at an 82-game schedule, the Islanders are never built for the 82 games. They're built for the playoffs and that run. If you're the Islanders, what do you? how do you translate that that success in the playoffs to success in the regular season for an 82-game season?
4: Well, I'm not sure you do. I think that you've got to build on your strengths. You have a strength in goaltending. And let's look back to last season. We had a strength in defense that the Islanders, they traded Nick Letty for cap space and to make some other moves, but now they made a strength of their team weaker, and that impacted them over the 82 game. They They don't need to finish first in the division. They just need to get in, but this year they're not getting in, and I think that's because their strengths were not as strong as they were. Is there a major? Is, it, is is it a major change that needs to be made, or is
2: it little tweaks that ultimately will make this team more successful and put them in a position where they're just going to get in and then their the their what their system and everything else is going to do the trick once they get into the postseason?
4: Well, I'm not sure the major change is there. So I'm not sure if you have that ability with cap constraints with your current roster as it is. So I think you're looking more to tweak and run it back with the group. And you know now this Nelson Lee combination is a major tweak. We never thought about Lee playing with anyone else other than Barzell until Barzell went down. And Trotz Trotz admitted that he didn't think that way either. So now that 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 is the major change for me internally, and now how do you build off of that?
1: Yeah, Scott, no question about it. And you know, Christian alluded to it a little bit earlier before he came on as well, how they're, they're evaluating some of the younger guys. You have Ratu who came over. Uh, what sort of prospects do you think he has of, of maybe challenging to, to earn a spot on this team? I mean, if he does, does that mean they didn't do their job over the summer, acquiring guys that are going to take those spots in the top maybe nine positions? Or do you think he's a guy who maybe they'll look at to, to come in earlier than maybe Christian or I thought?
4: Based on their history together of Trotz and Lamarillo, they're going to be patient. I mean, Dobson had a whole year of sitting on the bench, essentially, last year. And look where that's taken him. That's something they believe in to their core. So I wouldn't be looking for them to make the jump right away. Could they fill in and steal a job after an injury? That could be the case. But I don't think they'll be counted on to start next season in the regular lineup.
2: I call that the Deva- Devontae's route to the NHL. I remember him doing that a couple of years ago. Certainly, uh uh, unfortunately, it was at the uh, at the expense of Thomas Hickey, who, who was a tremendous Islander in his own right, but certainly, I, I would agree with Scott uh, 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 with you there, because that's always been the way Barry Trotz and, and Lou Emeril have, have handled this, but when when you look at these last couple games, Scott, and, and Shawnee and I were just talking about this too, when you look at these last couple games, what do you make of them? I mean, obviously, there's pride on the line, and you know, all those all those kind of cliches that we always talk about when teams eliminated, and they're just trying to close out a season, but if I'm a, uh, you know, if I'm a Matt Barzell, if I'm, um, you know, if I'm on some of these other guys, what is my, what, are, what are we playing for? What is my motivation at this point? And kind of, are, is your sense kind of
4: setting that tone for next season? You know, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think there's much motivation. I think they're ready to be done. <laughs> um, five game losing streak here. So you, the you think they're done? You think it's over? You think you know, I mean, I just think I it in. Yeah. On a personal <laughs> level, like, what are you you're playing not to get hurt? You want to finish the season yeah. if like you just want to be done like this has been a disappointing season from start to finish for the islanders it's been you know the long road trip to the start they've been out of the race since the beginning, which is just not what they expected no
1: you're absolutely right, Scott, but at the same time you try to reach for silver linings, positives here and there. And a couple of those kind of came in the form of Brock Nelson. He's got 36 goals right now. He has an opportunity at 40. If he pots a couple here in the last three games, you have Noah Dobson, who's sitting at 47 points now. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Dobson, as we affectionately call him. Uh, Three points away from 50. That could happen. He's putting up points at quite the clip right now. I mean, do, do you look at those milestones and say even if they don't mean much this season, yeah? As in, perhaps if you look at it through the lens of an Islander fan, maybe that's something that can carry over into the next year where you have maybe a 30-40 to 40 goal scorer in Brock Nelson and, and maybe a 40-50 to 50 point defenseman now
4: with no adoption? For sure. I mean, look at Chris Kreider right now for the Rangers. They're going to refer to him as a 30-40 goal scorer for next year going in. For Nelson to come close to 40, and if he gets there, you're going to say, oh, my top-line center is a 35-plus goal scorer? That's not how you thought of Brock Nelson in the past.
1: <laughs> also interesting that you're you're even mentioning him as the top-line center.
4: Well, I, I think he has taken over that role. He's, the consistency has been there. Him, The combination of him and Lee has really opened my eyes. and I really think Barzell needs a running mate, and that's really the offseason question. Parisi might be able to be that third person on that line based on how he's played. But now you're talking about another year later. He's, you know, not the youngest guy in the room. But yeah, I think Nelson has taken over as that top line center. And based on usage, that's where he's been this year.
2: It, it's wild to, to imagine. Brock Nelson is a 35-plus goal scorer. I mean, which is, which is the reality right now in the situation because, I mean, you think back to Scott when, when you and I started doing this. I mean, Brock Nelson was a guy who scores like five, six goals in, in October and then all of a sudden he disappears. Um, so it's wild to kind of see that, that maturation. But when you look at a player like Matthew Barzal, because I'm curious, because everyone, everyone looks at Matthew Barzal and he's the star of this team. He's the centerpiece of this team. When you look at the success of a Brock Nelson as that, as that number one center, does it almost make you go maybe Matt Barzell isn't the star of this team or isn't he, he isn't the cornerstone that everyone thought he was going to be?
4: You know, I look at it the other way. I think this opens the door for Barzell to be a star. Um, he could go a lot against second-line pairings. He could have a lot more time and space on the ring. He could be the splashy speed guy that he wants to be, and that's the way he plays. And Now he doesn't have the burden of being the top-line center to match up with the Patrice Bergerons or the top line for any other team so I think this opens the door and maybe this creates a path in three years when you look at Barzell well this is why he's now a star center.
1: Right on Scott and just uh, looking at the alumni weekend that they put together this past weekend they, they had the guys come over they had the exhibition game at the Northwell Health Center over the weekend they honored them at the game Sunday uh, they brought Howie Rose in even to uh, to cool. call the game, which was fantastic. So maybe um, you can just share your opinion on you know just that whole situation. The way the, the owners ever since the new owners ever since they took over, they've really embraced the alumni and they've really tried to go out of their way to to bring them back and get really get them involved in the in the organization. Not just mention their names, not just you know maybe mention them here and there, but they're literally getting them down to the ring, getting them down to UBS Arena, and uh, really embracing them as part of the Islander family.
4: Yeah, that's huge. I mean Palafontaine was at a game recently. John Tanelli came back to the organization. This is this was something that was important to Ladecki and Malkin apparently, that they wanted the alumni involved. This is a passionate fan base. There's a deep connection to the area from these glory years in the eighties. And they're just trying to keep that going. And you know, one thing we've seen with this Islanders group, it has meant something to them. They speak glowingly of the alumni. Clark Gillies had a real impact on this team. You know, from Matt Martin, Anders Lee, guys who've been here, there is a connection there that's more than just, hey, how are you? It's good to see you.
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned, you know, alumni and, and the impact that they've had on, on the, not only the players but also the fan base and the franchise. Uh, Mike Bossy, obviously, a huge loss in the Islander family, um, he passed. Uh, they were on the road when they passed. They weren't able to honor him until they got back on Tuesday against the Florida Panthers. They had a really nice tribute for him. And I mean, you look at all the the, the words that were spoken about Mike and, and and just what a loss he is to the community. Maybe you can kind of expand on that and, and talk about um you know maybe just words you haven't heard out of some of these players and people involved in the organization until you know they, they kind of you know offered these words about you know uh, his passing.
4: Yeah, the, the bigger thing about Bossy for me. Has been seeing the highlight reel of how bad the goaltending was back then. Um, <laughs> that's been something that really stands out to me, and just positionally, sa- like they're just all over the place. Um, but yeah, Bossy was a tremendous scorer, and he was one of those missing pieces that they just couldn't—they couldn't get over the hump without having that lethal score. And he was the guy, as everyone knows pretty well about
2: him. And we're talking with Scott Charles here on the line from the talking with Scott Charles from the Associated Press here on the line. Brought to you by our friends over at Ty technology, and, and certainly Scott was not shy about sharing his opinion of, of 1980s goaltending when we were watching that uh, tr- wonderful tribute video for Mike Bossy, which was absolutely phenomenally done by the New York Islander organization, a, a really tremendous night all around for, for an organization, I will say, for an organization that has usually done a very bad job of honoring certain moments in history in the years past. Ever since the Ledecky Malkin Group has come in, they've really kind of... Revamped, as Scott was saying, revamped and, and kind of changed the culture and changed its ability to kind of honor uh, honor its past and kind of hammer that point home to its current fan base and, and to its current players. But Scott, obviously, now, um, you know, with these, with these two, three games left on the docket for the New York Islanders, with the season coming to a close, when, when you look back at everything that's sort of happened this year COVID, injuries, more COVID uh, what do you make of of why the Islanders are sitting in the spot that they are. Is this a product of bad management in the offseason, not putting the Islanders in a good spot to compete, or is this a product of circumstance?
4: I think circumstances played a part, but right. I think there was a miscalculation at the beginning of the season. Um, the Nick Letty trade, I really do think, hurt them more than they anticipated. And maybe it wasn't the piece of Letty, but not replacing him. Um, having Zidano Char and Andy Green, you could carry one of those guys. Do you really need... Two, it's a big difference. Um, so I think that's the bigger part. But now going forward, you've got to validate your two conference final appearances that those were under extraordinary circumstances. This was one of the more normal years of the past three, (laughs) which is crazy to say. Still a reach, still a reach, but one more normal than hockey in August and a bubble. And True. now that you're coming into next year, is this group was this a flash in the pan that they took advantage of the circumstances? Or are they actually a really talented team that can handle the duration of the full schedule and the playoffs?
1: Well, Scott, let me let me simplify the question for you a little bit here. <laughs> if there was no thirteen game road trip and no COVID issues to start this season, are they in the playoffs right now?
4: Probably not.
2: Wow. Well, Wow. Well, but see, that, I, I, I kind of like that answer because you talk to everybody. And, yeah, I understand, like, COVID played a factor. and I understand that, that the 13-game the, the road trip played a factor. But uh, I've said this on the show before. My concern going into this offseason has, has always been the Islanders are going to use that as an excuse for why we just got to reinvest in, you know, bringing, you know, third-line center, you know, X, Y, Z and, and to kind of shore up the depth and this and that and not re- make real capital investments, So you know you know, sort of speak here, and to upgrade certain areas. And when Scott says that, I think it kind of validates that opinion because I think there's a lot of people, I think there's a lot of fans that believe that, and, and I'm concerned that there might be people within the organization that might believe that. Do you think that's the case, Scott? When you, when you look at the way Lamorello has talked and maybe Barry Trotz has talked in the last couple of weeks, do you see the
4: organization kind of having a similar uh, viewpoint? Well, I think they're going to run a bat. And I don't think they're bringing in an $8 million player. I'm not sure how they would do that. Um, so they're going to tinker and try to fill in some pieces. You know, As I mentioned, Nelson Lee gives you a different viewpoint of how your lineup could be constructed right. and gives you more options throughout the year. So I think that's going to be part of it. But, yeah, they're going to – I mean, the options aren't there to go acquire big game players, add in a lot of salary. So you're going to have to run it back with this group and th- sprinkle in some other pieces that you weren't able to get last year.
1: Well, Scott, let's forget about the the salary cap for a second and just what did they need? If you look at this roster and they're saying, "Okay, we got to get back to, to where we were. We got to get back to the Final Four, get to the Finals, go farther, whatever the case may be." What what did you see out of this team now in this eighty two game season? What are they lacking that they're going to need this summer to
2: to, to get there?
4: The, the obvious answer is scoring, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go on the defensive end. I think you got to play to your strengths. You got strength in goal. You want to be a strong defensive team. That's where you need to be strong there, and don't make your strengths a weakness, or don't weaken them. And that's where if you tell me that they needed a real partner for Dobson, you know, Zidano Char is going to pay dividends for Dobson later in his career, but he needs a guy you know, who could skate with him. You know, Char is not 27 anymore, so that's really where I'm looking for. This offseason, strengthen your defense, maybe you make a change up front, and that's trading a Beauvillier for a different type of forward. Um, just like a, a small tweak like that, but I would want to get stronger on the back end.
2: Scott Charles covers the New York Islanders and hockey in general for the Associated Press. Scott, really appreciate you joining us live here at the Long Island Marriott, coming down and, and having some fun with us and answering some tough questions that no one apparently asked the, uh, <laughs> ask the Islanders <laughs> at the moment. <laughs>
4: Yeah, my pleasure, guys. It's great to be here. Good crowd here. It's fun to be a part of this. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, Scott. Really appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. The show rolls on here at Hockey Night in New York. That was our segment on the line brought to you by Thai Technology. We're going to take another break here. We're going to bring in, bring in an old friend of the show, old co-host, Mr. Tony Stabile. So once again, thanks for hanging out here at the Long Island Marriott by the Nassau Coliseum. We're raising money for the Long Island Rough Riders sled hockey team. We're going to take that
0: break. We'll be right back.
3: You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer. And Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the Tap Room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA or gluten free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay you can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup local delivery or have your order shipped anywhere in New York and if you use coupon code HNY at checkout you'll get 15% off Oyster Bay Brewing Company Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery
0: Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York.
1: Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back from twitch.tv slash NY, and, of course, live here at the Long Island Marriott in Uniondale, Right near the old barn, the Nassau Coliseum. We're getting you all ready for the Islanders versus the Washington Capitals. And join us right now, great friend of the show, former co-host who needs no introduction, Mr. Tony Stabil. Tony, how you doing, buddy? What's going
2: on, guys? How are you, Tony? Welcome back, bud.
1: Yeah,
2: doing great, pal. Great. Glad you made it. I'm pal. always excited to see Tony uh, because now I know the true talents. Of hockey Night in New York is is here wow. in the house. I see Still we're recycling
5: old jokes, huh?
2: Always. Listen, okay.
5: L- let him go. Let him talk. Let yeah, it minutes. makes you feel He's good, four. huh, pal? Yeah. <laughs> give you ten minutes to cut that out, pal. This is great. This is this is a nice event here. Look yeah. at a lot of people out here. Yes. You got Scott Charles come out. Look at this Scott Charles. I haven't seen him in a while. Stefan Robbins. Stephen uh, Ross, Stephen Ross is here. I got to meet him the tonight, house. first time. So there we go. This nice is hat right. Great. Buddy. Love the hat. Yeah, Drive been a long for Five, Viles Fanatics. And if you remember, we used to do shows here many moons ago. We did. That we champs, did. It, right? it, looked,
1: uh, it looked a little different back then. Just a but, bit. Just but a yes, bit. Yes, yes. It's nice to be back <laughs> in the old stomping grounds. Yeah. So, Tony, obviously, you've been hanging out here. You heard what we've had to say so far. And we'll get a little more of a fan's perspective from you because, obviously, uh, you do love the team. They do have a a big place nestled in that big heart of yours so you look at this season here it obviously didn't go the way we expected and what do you make of it and and you know i guess we'll, we'll look towards the future but just you know when you when you look at everything as a whole from how it started in the beginning with the 13 game road trip the the covet issues that you had some injury problems pullock being out i mean you know you go down the list and and there were some things that definitely just didn't go their way what do you make of this season tony stabile How's it feel to be tony stabile
5: <laughs> Isn't not, there a music I'm, that
2: goes along with that or something? There,
1: there, it's, there, it's not. Was it's not here. It's not here, in the queue. Yeah, yeah it yes,
5: was at one time. Um, I mean, look, the only way you can look at this season is that everything that could possibly have gone wrong went wrong. Okay? The 13-game road trip at the beginning of the season, you know, there was a reason why Lula Marilla was so pissed about that whole thing at the beginning of the year. So that, that's, that was a, a big start the season off on the wrong foot kind of a thing. And then the COVID issues, you know, them and a couple of other teams were like the guinea pigs for how the NHL was going to handle COVID outbreaks for the year. So, you know, that that didn't that really didn't work out in their favor. Yes, the injury problems, but you have a lot of guys on this team that really just never caught their stride. You know, you have guys who have played up to, you know, what they usually do. I mean, Alan Pellick on a team where pretty much everybody is a minus is a plus eighteen. Okay, the next closest guy to him is Zdeno Chara at plus six. So, I mean, you look at things like that and, you know, you see Pelik has had the year that you would expect. Brock Nelson, 36 goals in 70 games that he's played this year. That's a, that's a, a big step for Brock. He is, you know, we talked about about this, I think, the last time I, we, we did a show together, was that, you know, we wanted to see other guys get to that level of consistency, the Anthony Beauvilliers, you know, even Josh Bailey, like you, you want to see him not go through a 15 or 20 game stretch where you don't see his name on the score sheet, you know, where he's going three and four games in a row with taking those shots. Like those are things that have adversely affected this team. There are things that have gone really well for them, but those those four core things that have gone wrong are, are the reason why they're in the position that they are right now.
2: Tony, like I said, it's always good to have you back on the show. I'm always excited when you're here. I'm I'm curious to get your perspective because when you look at the totality of the season, right? I mean, like you said, everything that's gone wrong could go that could go wrong has has gone wrong for whatever reason. Um, And so, I would love to get your perspective. Is 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 UBS Arena cursed? Did did someone put a hex on it? Was it built on a on a on, on some sort of ancient burial ground? What's the deal?
5: I like you a lot, but I don't I can't I, I don't even know why you're gonna ask me that question. Uh, so
1: there's
0: no
5: dead horses underneath the the arenas. I, I, I don't I don't okay, think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't think so either. And Jimmy Hoffa I don't think was in that area either. So we're I think No, we're he's safe. buried under Giants. Didn't I take that up or, yeah, anyway. So the, look, I, I think that yes, uh, the the whole thing with UBS kinda played into the beginning part of the season. I think that they've become very comfortable there. They definitely play well in the building, um, but the run of bad luck that this team has come into, the things on the ice, the things obviously off the ice it has been a really, really tough season for this organization, and I just think that they never were able to get their feet underneath. I, I,
2: and In all seriousness, I, I did want to ask a, a, a more serious question about that, because obviously every, everyone's talked about the arena, and everyone's you know, had their opinion and uh, you know, obviously with the way the season has gone, it almost seems like natural instinct that somebody or, or some segment of the fan base was going to, oh, should just stay at Nassau Coliseum, right? You're always going to hear that. I am curious what the, what the settlement has been like for you as a fan to get into a new building like that and, and adjust to that and, and be in a building finally for the first time that is, that is an Islander's home. I know we've talked about it ad nauseum this year, but it always kind of seems to pop up, especially now with the, with the lack of success this season with, with the team.
5: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you would want your first season in a new building to to be a successful one. I mean, I think that was the grand or plan any season for it. that matter, Or any <laughs> season. But I mean, you know, obviously, the first one would be a good starting point. I mean, I believe the Yankees won the World Series their first year at New Yankee Stadium. I'm looking at Christian when I ask that because he would know the answer to that question. So, I mean, better chance than Sean <laughs> for sure. The Yankees are a baseball true, team.
1: That's true. Yes.
2: Yes.
5: So I I, I think that well, I, I mean I'll, I'll tell you my reaction when I first walked in uh, you know when I, I walked into the the, like the grand hall there and came up the escalator I I I, I had tears in my eyes I mean I, I just it's it's beautiful it, it really is it's gorgeous it's gorgeous on the outside it's gorgeous on the inside uh, it is it is the building that we've always wanted as fans it's the one that we've been talking about since I was a junior in high school and you know anybody knows I mean I've been in, out of high school for like twenty eight years now so I mean that's a you know like it's a <laughs> It's it's a big it's a big deal and you know they, they really did it right. You have owners that really care and you know they, 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 they put a lot of love into this building, they put a lot of you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of money. Yeah. And you know, I walked into the building the first time and I went right into the team store I'm like, These guys built this beautiful building for me. I need to buy a jersey. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. So uh, you know, I, I just I, I feel like you know the, the building thing is is we've been talking about it for so long, and the fact that we don't ever have to talk about it again is just music to my ears.
2: I will say that I did also the first time I went to the building as a spectator. I did go in with tears in my eyes as well, but that was only because I had to go with Sean because he was the one who had the tickets. <laughs>
1: Some joke there, Christian. Well done, well done, and I can understand that because being in my presence is an emotional experience. So, <laughs> so yeah, you can that. say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so negative emotion. So, Tony, we were talking to Scott about bright spots in this team. We mentioned names like Brock Nelson. We mentioned names like Noah Dobson. How about Ilya Sorokin? How about the year that he's had? He even have people outside of Long Island, even mentioning him in the the conversation. Now, obviously, he's not going to take it. You have guys that have some more wins, maybe even some better numbers up there. But the fact that they're even talking about him on a non-playoff team, what, what does that say about Ilya Sorokin? Really first, you know, full chance at – Having, having the uh, the starting reins here at the new york islanders
5: i mean I think he's shown pretty much from the very beginning that he was going to take off and you know and, and take the reins for that starter position. Uh, you look at his numbers i mean he's got a nine twenty six a percentage on a team that really hasn't been in playoff race since. Uh, what late October? So I mean, so he's he's played tremendously well. I mean, yes, his goals against average is a little higher than some of the top of, those, of the of the elite guys this year. the Justerkins and you know, and I think even Freddie Anderson's got a little bit lower um, goals against average, but his save percentage is higher, I believe, than all but Justerkin, if I'm not mistaken. So um, he's been. If there is a bright spot on this team, and I know we talk about Noah Dobson and and, and the, you know the the ability that he that, that he has and the fact that he's becoming a number one offensive defenseman right before our eyes but Ilya Sorokin becoming a number one goaltender and a top 5 you know Vezina candidate in a year that they didn't play well in front of him it, that's I mean, that's a tremendous step forward.
1: Yeah, no no doubt about it, Tony and Christian. I believe you have a live update
2: here for the game tonight. Yes, coming yes, through the wire. Have, yes, just down.
1: What just do you got for? The, pipeline, us? the
2: Islanders say that Zedino Chara and Brock Nelson will not dress tonight due to non-COVID illnesses. So, I mean, I know the team was dealing with a stomach bug issue a week or so ago. So this might be a continuation of that. But it's a non-COVID illness. The team is saying. Both Zdeno, Ch- Zdeno Chara and Brock Nelson will not dress for tonight's game. You would hope, because we were talking about it earlier with Scott too, that, that this passes quickly, at least for Brock Nelson, who is on the verge of becoming a 40 goal scorer, and for the, the uh, for Donny Bagels, our great sponsor <laughs> of our Blue Line Day- Bagels uh, Bagel Deli. We would hope nothing more than see him get 40 goals because that would make Donnie very happy.
1: Yes, I think it would make a lot of people in Iowa the country happy. I like that you said on the verge as if it's going to happen.
2: Like you, I know. I'm relaxing. You got some money on it? Um, no, no. Well, I always give Donnie a hard time. I, I tell him, oh, he's never going to get 40 goals to pipe during this and that, just to get under skin. But I do hope he gets 40 goals. If nothing else, just for Donnie Baker. He's pretty close. now. close. Now, Tony...
1: Do you think that's something, that range at least? Like, I'm not going to say can he be a 40-goal scorer every year. We don't even know if he's going to be that this year. But is this a range now that he can maintain going forward? Is Is this kind of a... A sort of another breakout, at least another step in the breakout of Brock Nelson where they can look at him as a 30-35 to goal scorer every year?
5: I absolutely think so. I I definitely do. I don't think, even if he doesn't score 40 goals, which he deserves to, and he'll now have missed, you know, he'll he'll miss at least what, 9 or 10 games this year, so we'll never know whether he would have been able to get there or not. But the the point, point of the matter is, is that he is definitely a 30 goal scorer at this point. I think that he has he's shown, and we again, we've talked about this, you know, for the last year or two, that he has become the most consistent Islander on a night-in, night-out in, night basis. And, you know, the progression and what Barry Trot the effects that Barry Trotz has had on him has been tremendous. And, yeah, I believe he's a 30, 35-goal scorer every year now.
1: Tony, I like it, and, and I have to agree with you. I've said this uh in previous shows here. I think Brock Nelson has definitely developed into the, the most consistent player on this team. And I think Barry Trotz has a lot to do with that. He was that, you know, Brocktober player or, you know, the one month and done type of guy before yeah. before Barry Trotz came in. And and ever since he took over, he, his ice time went up. He put a lot more trust in him. He put him in a lot more situations and he's really flourished under Barry Trotz. And, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head here that he's the most consistent player on this New York Islanders team as of this moment. But, fellas, what do you say? We're at, the tw- we're at the 640 mark here. We got 20 minutes until puck drop, So why don't we get into a little what's on tap here, huh? I'm all for it. Sorry. Christian is all for it. Tony, we're going to keep you around, man. We're going to keep you in for the seconds I'm here. I'm in so for it. Let's do it. We're going to keep it going. All right. Let's go. It's time for What's on Tap.
0: And now it's time for What's on Tap. Brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill.
1: That's right, folks. It's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. Christian, this is your time to shine. What's on Tap? This is the last week of the Islander season. Yeah. So what's how
2: they how they capping this season off here? Well, no pun intended. Ca- well, <laughs> they're capping it off with a pair of games against the Capitals tonight, obviously. In just under 20 minutes, they'll face the Washington Capitals on the road, their final road game of the year, and then they'll take on the Washington Capitals in the uh, penultimate game at UBS Arena for this season on Friday night at 7 p.m., or Thursday night, I should say. And then that's followed up with a game on Friday night against the defending Stanley Cup champions who just visited the White House, actually, the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's the final game at UBS Arena at 7.30 on Friday night. What a
1: game that could have been if the Islanders had done their job this season.
2: You know what's amazing is, is... when you look at the schedule between the Islanders and the Rangers, because we talked about this from Chris Botta a little bit at the, at the RJ Daniels show when he was on with us, is that these games genuinely, a couple of weeks ago, if things had gone a little differently, these th- games could have genuinely meant a lot with the Islanders playing the, the Lightning, the, Cap- the the Rangers uh, playing the Washington Capitals that final game of the season as well. Well, if you um, remember, Chris King mapped it all out for us yes. when he
1: came And so on. did Chris Botta. But I mean, King right. was like, if they do this, they have right, this. Right, I right. mean,. <laughs> He was
2: super excited about it. I mean, you know, he had the hope still. There was, there was a lot of hope, but right now the Islanders just looking out to close the season on a positive note. A couple of wins here. Uh, you know, play a little bit of a spoiler against the Washington Capitals. Get a little bit of revenge, I guess you could say, against the Tampa Bay Lightning in that final game. Or at the very least, give the fans that one last positive memory from UBS Arena before they walk out for the, uh, the final game of the year. Yeah,
1: Tony, it'd be nice to close out the building with some back-to-back wins, huh?
5: Draft position.
1: Draft well, we haven't had So, the, are you saying throw in the towel, pal?
5: Look, if you haven't seen the last couple of games, <laughs> I think we've already seen that kind of coming, guys. No, I look at wow. this point. If, if you're gonna look, look if, if you're, if you're you in the playoff Oh,
2: give first.
5: me, come on. That's, I mean, that's this, a Christian look, take. Seriously, that's a Christian think of it this way, right? Think of it this way. If you're gonna, if you're gonna win, right, and you're gonna make the playoffs, you do everything you can to win every game and every point possible, right? If sure. you're going to lose, what's the next thing you can win? Thank you. So, what would be better, okay, getting some some positive thoughts that no one's going to remember who won the last game of the season by next year, or by getting a couple spots higher in in the NHL draft? Well, well,
1: Tony, I mean, with that (laughs) thought in mind, should the Islanders even dress a goalie tonight? No.
5: Just tell. Sorokan I'm available. To sit on the bench. I, I, I'm available for the helicopter ride if you need it.
2: <laughs> we're gonna wow. we're gonna send Sean down on the Amtrak. He'll get there by the second period. He'll play goal the rest of the. I game. don't think that's a good move for anybody. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it'll definitely help the trap
1: Yeah, decision, but, me but it's and not Christian gonna help would love, love to
5: watch that, bro, bro. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm
1: <laughs> sure it would be entertaining. When also, uh, would be. friend of the show in the chat, T Boyl 13 says, Robin Salo is going to take Chara's place in the lineup. Tonight. Yeah, he was called
5: yes, up on the emergency,
1: emergency call, so it'll be nice to see him again before the season's out. I mean, now that his name has
5: been brought up, Tony. What'd you think of his appearance earlier on in the year? I, I would have liked to have seen more of him. Uh, I I do understand the idea of having Bridgeport make the playoffs and having those guys have the ability to play in a playoff yeah. run. So I get it, right? And it's it's the right move. But I would love to have seen more of Robin Sally, Without a question, without question.
2: It, Tony, any plans to go up to Bridgeport to see one of those games? With, I would really like to
5: yeah, well, I don't really have much free time <laughs> But uh, if I did yeah, I would like to do it I, I've always wanted to go up there to You've see never been to Bridgeport? I've never really? been there Nope
2: All your years of fandom
5: Yeah I've never gone
2: Wow That is actually we need very sad. I'm a, I'm a New York
5: a sh- I'm a New York State guy We need well, to do a show up there
2: guys. And we need to take Tony's To be all on the road with us To see a Bridgeport site. I like uh, Bridgeport it, Islander Sign it up. I go it I'll
5: go
1: Hey, listen, now that now that we're actually, you know, allowed to go out there into the world, you know, we'll make yeah. a trip out to Bridgeport. You know? 100%. Make, Bro, yeah.
5: Yeah, this, this guy calls me. I, he called me 15 minutes before the show said, so come down here, so I was here. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> the things we say live on the air. It's, <laughs> it's very entertaining. So, <laughs> so that's what's on tap, ladies and gentlemen. The Islanders have three games left, and then it is summer, summer. Summertime for the New York Islanders. Like Christian said, you got the home and home against the Caps starting tonight. Then they closed it out against the Tampa Bay Lightning Friday, which was a rescheduled game. I think they they actually bumped that game a night because the Capitals game was supposed to happen in December.
2: No, I thought I'm pretty sure that oh, they moved the date to. That the the Lightning were always supposed to be the last game of the season. Yes,
1: but it was supposed to be Thursday. Yes, They that's, bumped it to Friday correct. and they brought the Capitals game from December 23rd.
2: Yes, yeah, I believe that's to
1: correct. be Thursday night. So this is again part of that uh, really compiled compacted schedule that the Islanders have had. Uh, you know this this uh, last portion of the season here. I mean, they basically played like four games a week. It almost feels like just about you know every other night, a couple of back to backs every week. I mean, basically, whenever we were doing this "What's on Tap" segment, you had four games yeah. coming up every there were a lot week. Four games, unbelievable! But that was
0: that was what's on tap. Brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Bread
1: that's right folks that was what's on tap brought to you by the great R.J. Daniels American Barn Grill we're just under 15 minutes until puck drop here so we're going to take a brief break when we come back we're going to do the hero of the week Tony we're keeping you around you're going to do it with us folks once again I want to thank you all for coming here live to the Long Island Marriott here in Uniondale by the old barn the Nassau Coliseum and everybody tuning in at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY hey Long Island Marriott how are we doing here We got a couple of woes. Let's go, Islanders! We We got some let's go, Islanders. The enthusiasm is there. There Love love the crowd coming out here for a game against the Caps and and on an otherwise lost season. Give you all a bunch of credit here. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be time for the Hero of the Week. Hey, Islander fans. You already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli & Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss Bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Babies. Our goal is to make you a hero. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is the Blue Liner featuring chicken, cutlet, bacon, melted American cheese, Russian dressing on a toasted garlic. Hero, stop on in to the Blue Line Deli Huntington location all week, starting tomorrow for Half Off the Blue Liner. Mentioned Hockey Night in New York. And they will honor that lovely, lovely deal. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Christian, Arroyo, we're going to start with
2: you. Who is your hero of the week? My hero of the week is, of course, someone who, despite despite a lot of things this season, has <laughs> persevered, if you will. That of course I'm talking about is the great Bruce Brown from the Brooklyn. Oh wait, we're talking about <laughs> <rumors>. that's, <right. laughs> that's, uh, not, that's not right. Zdeno Chara. I know the man has gotten a lot of flack, from myself included, myself included. i will own up to that, uh, deservingly so. But at the same time, uh, Zdeno Chara certainly, when it comes to what he's been nominated for as a uh, for this award, the Masterton Award. Um, certainly fits the criteria of course the Masterton goes to the NHL player that best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship and dedication to ice hockey and I think Zdeno Chara, at 44 years of age certainly fits the bill for that as a man who's uh, shown great sportsmanship, has shown his, his ability to kind of take a lot of players under his wing and, and create a lot of talent, help, help develop a lot of talented players in this league uh, not just on the Islanders, but of course brings up the Boston Bruins. I'm sure with his time with the Washington Capitals, the Islanders played tonight. Uh, but this season specifically, certainly has lived up to that, that mantra as well. Christian, I love the
1: pick. You dug real deep and and, and you know you got a great pick there with Zdeno a Fantastic job here getting nominated for the Bill Masterson trophy. And look, in fairness, the Islanders are on a five-game losing streak. So it's a little difficult to find a hero out there when you're not winning games. But yeah. I'm going to switch it up here with my pick and I'm actually going with the Islanders organization for that dedication to the alumni that we talked about earlier with Scott Charles having the alumni weekend, bringing all those players in, buddy. Like again, when you're on a five game losing streak, you got to think outside the box here. Bill Masterson Trophy Islanders organization, but but in truth, I mean, I love the alumni weekend. I wish I could have gone to Northwell on Saturday. I wasn't I able think it to was attend. It's a
2: great game. And it was, and it was packed. Fun. Yeah,
1: I saw the pictures. There was a ton of people there. You had Islander fans, Ranger fans. And they did a good job not only getting Islander alumni down, but they got some great Ranger players yeah. too. Adam Graves, Alexi Kovalev. I mean, some great names there. So the Darius participation. Yeah, Darius Kasparaitis, who wore an Islander jersey. <laughs> yeah. He did wear the Islander jersey. He made the right call, but he did play for both teams, to our chagrin. But uh, just a, a big tip of the cap to Islanders' ownership and, and what they've done you know, again, with the alumni, bringing them back, and, and, and ho- I hope this is a tradition that continues. It would be great to see more players coming in on a year-to-year basis. I'd love to catch a, that exhibition game next year. They had on they had Hogue. Yeah. I mean, a lot of great players that they, that came down, and, and I think that's just fantastic. So, uh, again, tip of the cap to the New York Islanders. And Tony, would you like to chime in with a hero?
5: I would, actually. Please do. I, I'm actually going to give my Hero of the Week to Brian Trache because all right, I, in, in the face of something that probably was extremely emotional for him to have an alumni weekend uh the week after uh one of his closest friends in the game passes away in, in the great mike bossy i think that him going and and participating and you know just talking about mike and, and talking about those you know the times he had there were were just outstanding by him and it probably was incredibly difficult to do so i give i give a lot of credit to uh to brian Trotche for being able to pull that off
1: Fantastic stuff, fellas! I think you both did a great job. Uh, I get five points. You goes, you guys get four points each for the hero of the week this week. I think that's <laughs> how we're gonna we're,
5: we're gonna do it so this time. So we're gonna right. team up, and actually, we'd be eight five. So yeah. we win. Oh
1: no, All it's like an that. individual effort. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. So you guys tie if, for second place. That's
2: the case. I would give Tony six points because that was an even better hero of the week than than your Isles organization. It may have popular. been.
1: I think you might have a decent argument there, but but you know the jury's out. We'll we'll have to you, uh, Tony. I, I got you.
5: We'll, we'll have to. Go I to really board. like him. I really I, like it.
1: I, I love sitting in between the two of you. It's, it's wonderful. I'm so glad I'm, I'm here in the middle. So, folks, once again, the hero of the week brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels half price hero, which is the Blue Liner. Stop on in to the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Huntington location starting tomorrow. And then all week, mention Hockey Night New York for half off the Blue Liner. Fantastic stuff there. And real quick, I mean, we're under 10 minutes to go. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter second here, but we're going to go into Questions Brewing real quick. So here we go.
0: It's time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery.
1: That's right, folks. It's time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by the the great Oyster Bay Brewing Company, brewers of the fabled, born rocker, Session Ale, Tony, do you indulge in a in a barn rocker every now and then? I have been known to. You haven't? I've seen it myself. It's it's quite nice. It's quite delicious.
5: It is. It's uh it it is quite nice. Yes. And I love the design of the can. Beautiful. It's just really, really nice. Orange you know, and blue orange, and white blue and what white. Is happening it's right it's now. really I'm following his lead. I don't right. know what I was
2: talking
5: about. No, no, I, was I, to, I was looking at him. I, I wouldn't have gone down this road, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just following him. So,
2: what are we doing here? Or we're right. not allowed to have fun here on the show. We have. We have. Uh, I've decided to pick one question from the hat. That's fine. We're gonna go with the great T. Boyle asking a uh, question. T. Boyle 13 asking question brewing. Do you see Barzal getting traded this summer, Tony? Since you're the special
1: guest here tonight, I'm going to flip that question first to you. What, <laughs> what do you say to that question? Wow! How do you feel? How does it feel to be Tony Stabile to well, now? As, what a cop out. As we dis- as we going to answer
5: as we discussed uh, about a month ago, uh, I am very disappointed in the season that Matthew Barzal has had this year. Uh, I do not see him being traded this summer. Would it surprise me if it did happen? No. But really? I do not see that happening, no.
1: Your, your surprising
5: response is surprising to me. I can't see that happening <laughs> at all. I, I can't see it happening either, but it would not shock me. If Noah Dobson was traded this summer, that would shock me. If Matthew Brown okay. was traded this summer, that would not shock me. Do I see it happening? Absolutely not, but it wouldn't shock me.
1: Okay, interesting. Well, Christian, you might as well throw your hat in the ring here, too. I mean, Matt Barzell's going to be an Islander next year, right? Yeah,
2: I mean, that w- <laughs> I would genuinely be shocked if Matthew Barzell got traded. Um, it's fun to ask to answer the question. Yeah, but, you know. I just, I don't, yeah. I, I think the Islanders organization has a lot of faith that he'll be able to be a big, t- I mean, that, not that he'll be able to, he is, um, but that he'll, he's a cornerstone of the organization. Yeah. Uh,
5: well, let me let me ask you something, yes. there, young sir. Uh, yes,
2: I do believe he'll force a trade like James Harden did because that's <laughs> his favorite. That's, that's, no, no well, stop it! You really just want to talk. Go. He really you just wants go. to
5: talk about the Nets. You notice that? Right? That's, he wants to. bring Tony, the Nets we up. might have to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to bring it back. But in all seriousness, like after after this season, right? You have to think there's just a little doubt in their minds. Whether or not he's ever going to get to that superstar level that he obviously but, has the talent to be, I,
2: I don't think he's a. But here's my here's my difference. I don't think he's a superstar, and I don't know if he, he does. Well, there's a difference between a player and the actuality of what he is, right? Like Matthew Barzal is a very talented star player in this league. He's not a superstar. Yeah. I don't. I think anyone who thinks that he is a superstar doesn't necessarily necessarily understand what Matthew Barzal is fundamentally the best at when he's playing at his peak, right? Matthew Barzal, Matt Matt can, he, you know, he's a very great puck handler. He can create a lot of um, really interesting, intriguing, and fun moments that, that are, are highlight real moments, and they happen every once in a while, but he's an assist man. He's not a goal scorer, and I think people don't fully understand that yet for, for lack of a better for lack of a better term just because they still assume, they look at him like you just said, and they think of him as a superstar.
1: Well, we're just about out of time here, so Tony, I'm giving you some quick rapid fire questions here to close out questions. we brought to you by Oyster Bay and Company. So, Shoot. question number one, does Brock Nelson hit 40 goals, especially after we just heard he's not playing tonight?
5: <laughs> if he's got the stomach flu, no he ain't hitting 40 Probably goals. Probably not <laughs>
1: hitting 40 goals. Okay, question number two, Noah Dobson, does he hit fifty points? He's got forty seven right now. Yes. He's gonna hit fifty points. And the last one Is Ilya Sorokin gonna get any Vesna votes? Yes. Okay. You have a ballpark here for me?
5: Of um, how many votes? Yeah, I yeah. Can, how many? I I say he <laughs> I'll I'll go I'll, I'll say this. No, I don't know how many votes he's getting, but I'll tell you he ends up in the top four. Wow. Okay. I uh,
2: I like I that. I don't know if I'd say top four.
1: Okay.
5: Well I was asking Tony Christian.
2: All right,
1: fine. Whatever. I'll just,
2: you're right. You're right. I'll just uh... That was
1: Questions Brewing,
2: brought to
0: you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewer.
1: That's right, folks. We want to thank our great sponsor, Oyster Bay Brewing Company, for sponsoring that segment, Questions Brewing. And we're just under three minutes to puck drop here, so we got to wrap things up. So I'm going to cue the music here. And I'm going to start thanking all you guys for coming out to the Long Island Marriott here in Uniondale. You guys ready for some Islander hockey? All right. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. We want to thank everybody for coming out. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night and And, of course, our fantastic sponsors, starting with R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. The best place to catch the aisles when you can't make it to the game. And, of course, Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, an official partner of the New York Islanders. A huge thanks to Ty Technology, a voice over IP company, providing phone services for businesses across the country. And, of course, of course, Oyster Bay Brewing Company located at 36 Oyster Bay. 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay. You can order their great beers and merchandise at OysterBayBrewing.com. You can get 15% off with coupon code H N I. And why? Want to thank Drive for Five for hanging out with us tonight. Want to thank Isles Fanatics for coming out tonight. And of course, we're raising money for the Long Island Rough Riders sled hockey team. Check out their table over there for information on auctions, raffles. We've got some great autographed mini helmets here for auctions. So we're going to have some great stuff going on here in between periods. Once again, thank you everybody for coming out tonight. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me has been Christian Arnold and the great Tony Stabile! We'll see y'all next week.